Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue through the book of Jeremiah, the warnings for the people of Judah of coming destruction for Jerusalem. And in chapter 7, Jeremiah speaks at the temple, the place where people are called and supposed to be worshiping God. And at the temple, there's a lot of evil and wickedness going on. They're worshiping false gods and bringing idols right into the temple. And their their worship does no good. It's just actions. They're not really worshiping God from the heart. And King Josiah, he led the nation into a reformation and he restored the temple buildings and removed idols from the land but it was a surface change there was no change in the people's heart for the people of judah and here jeremiah speaks to the people at the temple where they're supposed to be worshiping god and god alone and We'll go ahead with that and we'll start in verse one. The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, go to the entrance of the Lord's temple and give this message to the people. Oh, Judah, listen to this message from the Lord. Listen to it. All of you who worship here. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says. Even now, if you quit your evil ways, I will let you stay in your own land. But don't be fooled by those who promise you safety simply because the Lord's temple is here. They chant, the Lord's temple is here. The Lord's temple is here. But I will be merciful only if you stop your evil thoughts and deeds and start treating each other with justice. Only if you stop exploiting foreigners, orphans, and widows. Only if you stop your murdering. And only if you stop harming yourselves by worshiping idols. Then I will let you stay in this land that I gave to your ancestors to keep forever. Don't be fooled into thinking that you will never suffer because the temple is here. It's a lie. Do you really think you can steal, murder, commit adultery, lie, and burn incense to Baal and all those other new gods of yours, and then come here and stand before me in my temple and chant, we are safe, only to go right back to all those evils again? Don't you yourselves admit that this temple, which bears my name, has become a den of thieves? Surely I see all the evil going on here. I, the Lord, have spoken. Go now to the place of Shiloh, where I once put the tabernacle that bore my name. See what I did there because of all the wickedness of my people, the Israelites. While you were doing these wicked things, says the Lord, I spoke to you about it repeatedly, but you would not listen. I called out to you, but you refused to answer. So just as I destroyed Shiloh, I will now destroy this temple that bears my name. This temple that you trust in for help. This place that I gave to you and your ancestors. And I will send you out of my sight into exile, just as I did your relatives, the people of Israel. So Israel has already been taken over by Assyria, and they knew that. They saw it happen, but they still have a false security thinking they're safe because they're in Jerusalem. Instead of being made holy in the temple, they're being they're, they're making the temple unholy. They're worshiping Baal. They're not truly worshiping God, and they need to repent and stop oppressing the people around them. They're oppressing foreigners and orphans and widows. They're lying, committing adultery and worshiping false gods, and they're murdering their children before these false gods. They're using the temple ceremonies to try to cover up the secret sin within them. Their hearts are not changed. And 
they're, they're not truly repentant. They're not turning back to God. They're acting out the actions, but they're not sincere. They, they go to the temple and then go back and worship Baal and, and do all these evil, treacherous, awful things to the people around them. And Jerusalem is a city, but if you take God out of the city, it's just a city. It's no longer where they're truly worshiping. And God's calling them out on that. He's calling them out on their falseness, on their on their religious rituals. And they, they're still worshiping the false gods and the false idols. Josiah removed the idols from the land, but he couldn't take the idol worship out of their hearts. They're still being evil and treacherous and choosing sin instead of God. And he's preaching this message in the temple. That had to take a lot of courage and strength from God and God alone because he's speaking to the, the false prophets and the false worshipers and the false confidence that they have because they're in the temple and they're he's speaking out against the false gods that they're actually worshiping and in verse 16 we'll continue pray no more for these people jeremiah do not weep or pray for them and don't beg me to help them for i will not listen to you don't you see what they are doing throughout the towns of judah and in the streets of jerusalem no wonder i'm so angry Watch how the children gather wood and the fathers build sacrificial fires. See how the women knead dough and make cakes to offer to the queen of heaven. And they pour out liquid offerings to their other idol gods. Am I the only one they are hurting? Asked the Lord. Most of all, they hurt themselves to their own shame. So this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will pour out my terrible fury on this place. Its people, animals, trees, and crops will be consumed by the unquenchable fire of my anger. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says. Take your burnt offerings and your other sacrifices and eat them yourselves. When I lead your ancestors out of Egypt, it was not burnt offerings and sacrifices I wanted from them. This is what I told them. Obey me and I will be your God and you will be my people. Do everything I say and all will be well. But my people would not listen to me. They kept doing whatever they wanted, following the stubborn desires of their evil hearts. Then they went backward instead of forward. From the day your ancestors left Egypt until now, I have continued to send my servants, the prophets, day in and day out. But my people have not listened to me or even tried to hear. They have been stubborn and sinful, even worse than their ancestors. Tell them all this, but do not expect them to listen. Shout out your warnings, but do not expect them to respond. Say to them, this is the nation whose people will not obey the Lord their God who refuses to be taught. Truth has vanished from among them. It is no longer heard on their lips. Shave your heads in mourning and weep alone on the mountains, for the Lord has rejected and forsaken this generation that has provoked his fury. So he says, save your, save your religious acts, save your pretense worship, save your fakeness, save your sacrifices. It's not real, it's not true, and God doesn't want it. God doesn't want anything to do with it. He says, keep it. I didn't ask for it. I want your heart. I want to love you and pour out blessings on you if you choose to love me and choose to worship God and God alone. But they're not choosing that. They they want these these sinful, wicked ways. So he says, have it. Go ahead. Have your sin. 
You worship these false idols, let them help you. They won't listen to God. So God's saying, I'm not going to listen to you. He, he doesn't want fakeness. He wants genuine love and sincerity and worship. And they're using the temple to cover up their secret sins and their secret worship to false gods. And they're, they're moving forward with their own thoughts, their own religious rituals, their own worship of false gods. They're murdering people. They're committing adultery. They're blatantly choosing sin over God. And God says, enough. Judgment is coming. He's been patient. He's been sincere. He's sent warning after warning. He's cried out to them to repent and turn to God, but they're not listening. So he's like, it's time. Judgment is coming. Enough is enough. They've changed the temple into a den of thieves. And Jesus, Jesus speaks that when he, in the New Testament, that they weren't using the temple to worship God. They're using it to sell. They change and make money. They change the, the temple into being a den of thieves, robbery from God instead of worship to God. And the people were too far gone and refused to turn. So it was time for judgment to fall. And this grieves God. God is not happy about this. He does not want people hurting themselves. He does not want people destroyed by sin. Sin comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he does not want to see his children killed, stolen from, or destroyed. He wants us to flourish in him and live abundantly in his kingdom. And he's grieved by this. And his their sacrifices mean nothing because their hearts are unfaithful. God wants obedience and love from us, not sacrifice and ritual. And he is just and merciful. And if we walk humbly and repent and chase after God with all our hearts, we'll experience his mercy and grace. But if we walk in rebellion and stubbornness and choose our own selfish, sinful ways instead, we're going to experience his justice and judgment will come. And he he's he's now turned to say the time is coming the babylonian invasion is coming the time has arrived and there's no longer any point to continue praying for them so stop because they're not listening but he does still warn them he still says cry out to them they're not going to listen they're not going to heed but still do it and jeremiah is responsible for his obedience to god not the outcome he is obedient and he is a radical prophet doing everything god says to a very hard crowd that refuses to listen in verse 30 it continues the people of judah have sinned before my very eyes says the lord they have set up their abominable idols right in the temple that bears my name defiling it they have built pagan shrines to Topheth, the garbage dump in the valley of Ben-Hinnom, and there they burn their sons and daughters in the fire. I have never commanded such a horrible deed. It never even crossed my mind to command such a thing. So beware, for the time is coming, says the Lord, when the garbage dump will no longer be called Topeth or the valley of Ben-Hinnon, but the valley of slaughter. They will bury the bodies in Topeth until there is no more room for them. The bodies of my people will be food for the vultures and wild animals, and no one will be left to scare them away. I will put an end to the happy singing and laughter in the streets of Jerusalem. The joyful voices of the bridegrooms and brides will no longer be heard in the towns of Judah. The land will lie in complete desolation. So a couple of things about this section. Um, the Valley of Topeth, that was a place of eternal suffering, and it is referred to as the garbage dump. And this is where 
discipline, correction, and judgment will fall. And topeth is the Aramaic word that means fireplace. And it was where it was where they sacrificed their children to these false gods and false idols in the fi- in the fire. And the Ben Hinnom, the Valley of Slaughter, it translates to Gehana, meaning hell. And it comes from the Hebrew word Gehinon, which means the Valley of Hinnom. And hell is a garbage dump where, where Christ rejecting sinners will suffer forever with the devil and his angels. And he says, the judgment is coming and those who reject God will end up being judged. But the choice is ours. We don't have to end up in that, in that awful destructive place. We can choose Jesus and be seen as righteous. We can choose Jesus and repent and say, my life is yours. I love you. I will do what you say. I don't want any of this false garbage and this false idols and this false religion. I want God. I just want God. That's all that we should desire and chase after is God and God alone. He desires to pour out his blessings on us. And if we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are safe from this because his blood covers us. We are seen as righteous before God. Our sins are are, are human sins that we've done in the past. They are wiped away. When we repent and humble ourselves before God, we are forgiven for eternity. We are his children. We are covered by the blood. We are wrapped in his arms and we are safe for eternity. When judgment comes, it comes, it, it goes just like in the Passover. It skips over us because God looks at us and says, nope, that's my child. That one is, see, I see my glory shining through that child because Jesus's righteousness covers us and we are seen as righteous and holy before God. He doesn't see a single sin on us. We are cleansed from head to toe and we shine his glory, his light and his love all around us. And we are safe for eternity. And it's our choice to choose life. We can choose eternity. We can choose love. We can choose peace. We can choose forgiveness and and sanctification before God. It doesn't mean we're not going to blow it. It just means we're forgiven forever and we can come to the cross and we can say, Lord, I love you no matter what I've done and messed up. I love you. And I'm still chasing after you. And God doesn't change his mind about us. He does not change his mind or his plan about us or our lives. He desires everyone to turn to him. But the choice is ours because he's a gracious father who doesn't force himself on anyone. So everyone has the free choice to choose God, choose freedom, choose redemption, and choose eternity with him forever. Thanks, y'all. I hope you're having a most wonderful day.